Welcome to the Bible Breakdown. It's a black man and woman in America who no longer identify as believers. This show contains adult languages, themes, and isn't meant for children. As black people, we respect the history of the black church in America, but its current state is massively abusive and we think the Bible might be part of the problem. Listen and let us know what you think. Peace. All right, welcome back to the Bible Breakdown. I'm Kat. And I am T. We're back for another exciting episode of the Bible Breakdown, where we read the Bible and let you decide. That is the goal. Um, Yeah. So um, last time we talked about who got excluded from the uh, assembly, um, Mm -hmm. uh, killing people who do it um, (laughs) with with the wrong people. Um, and also some good stuff about being a good neighbor, um, and, uh, also letting runaway slaves take refuge with you. So that was a good passage. Um, even though it's kind of weird cause it's like, well, what if your slaves run away? You don't want your slaves returned. That's not neighborly, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and some marriage and divorce laws. Yes. So, uh, what do you think we're going to find out today? Any predictions? Um, um, okay. So today I feel like we're going to, um, yeah, be literal. Um, that's one of the things that I remember saying last podcast and I'm actually comfortable, um, standing on is that this podcast has been, um, an interpret, we interpret this literally. So this is not the whole, um, you know, woo woo have faith type messaging. This is more so, you know, we're going to read this as it literally was written and as, and we're going to literally apply that to today's standard. And I feel very comfortable standing on that. Um, I don't know. I know. I know I've kind of, you know, try to be more of a moderator. Um, and I certainly am still trying to, you know, do some of that, but I do feel comfortable with that. It's just being very literal. That's how we're, that's why we're put in it and I think the last time I had said something about um you know I think with this type of medium there's no room for us to say uh you know well you're interpreting it wrong no there's there's no room for that it has to be literal like the and I know we can argue like because haven't you heard that phrase before like well it's the interpretation of the law um when it comes to like court and stuff like that but I think even with those they try to get it as exact as they possibly can And so I think that's the way we should approach this. If this is the true literal word of God or, you know, written by the people. um, There were instructions not to take anything out and not to interpret it. Like, yeah, it's very clear about I mean, I said what I said. Wait, there was an instruction on not to interpret anything. Well, it said like this is I'll try to go back and find it. But it was like, yeah, don't take anything out or add to it. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Even though it already has. We'll be rehashing over some of these episodes, so I'm sure we'll touch on that again. The Bible is very. But that's a lot of. I I mean, is that what you get a lot? Because I know in my experience, that's what I get a lot. I don't talk to people about this anymore. (laughs) I don't talk to non-believers about, um, like you know, maybe you don't talk to non-believers or believers. Um, believers. Sorry, I don't Mm. really talk to believers or debate them about anything like that. It's really more um, just I'll at the most ask questions. I think that's the most effective way of getting people to be aware of their thinking processes. So, 
that's just all I'll do. And even a that's lot of an times too, Yeah. And even that I don't even really do a lot of times, especially most of the believers I'm around are my family members. Um, and I just choose to have good relationships with them. And I know what that takes. And I have the people in my life that I can kind of be a hundred with. And that's who I talk about, like my feelings about the Bible with. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited about reading today. Um, yeah, me too. So I don't really have much to add. You know, if you want to jump straight into it, we can. Yeah, let's do it. So we're reading from the New Revised Standard Version. It's going to be Deuteronomy 25. Um, verse 1. Suppose two persons have a dispute and enter into litigation, and the judge then the judges decide between them, declaring one to be in the right and the other to be in the wrong. If the one in the wrong deserve to be flogged, deserves to be flogged, the judge shall make that person lie down and be beaten in his presence with the number of lashes proportionate to the offense. Forty lashes may be given out, but no more, but not more. If more lashes than these are given, your neighbor will be degraded in your sight. You shall not muzzle an ox while it is treading out the grain. Seems random, but okay. Um, <laughs> I guess that's just like a you know little asterisk mark there. Um, Leverite marriage. When brothers reside together and one of them dies and has no son, the wife of the deceased shall not be married outside the family to a stranger. Her husband's brother uh, shall go into her, take her in marriage, and. <laughs> performing the duty of a husband's brother to her and the firstborn whom she bears shall succeed to the name of the deceased brother so that his name may not be blotted out of israel but if the man has no desire to marry his brother's widow then his brother's widow shall go to the elders at the gate and say my husband's brother refuses to perpetuate his brother's name in israel and he will not perform the duty of a husband's brother to me then the elders of his town shall summon him and speak to him. If he persists, saying, I have no desire to marry her, then his brother's wife shall go up to him in the presence of the elders, pull his sandal off his foot, spit in his face and declare, this is what is done to the man who does not build up his brother's house. Throughout, oh, I would love to hear a pastor. I would love to hear a pastor like summarize this. Oh, my God. Anyway, throughout Israel. <laughs> Throughout Israel, his family shall be known as the house of him whose sandal was pulled off. Various commands. Um, if men get into a fight with one another and the wife of one intervenes to rescue her husband from the grip of his opponent by reaching out and seizing his genitals, you shall cut off her hand. Show no pity. Let me read that again to make sure I caught it. If men get into a fight with one another and the wife of one uh, intervenes to rescue her husband from the grip of his opponent by reaching out and seizing his genitals, you shall cut off her hand and show no pity. Got it. Um, you shall not have in your bag two kinds of weights, large and small. You shall not have in your house two kinds of measures, large and small. You shall not own. You shall only have a full and honest weight. You shall only have a full and honest measure so that your days may be long in the land that the Lord your God is giving you. For all who do such things, all who act dishonestly are abhorrent to the Lord your God. Remember what Amalek did to you on your journey out of Egypt, um, how he attacked you on the way. When you were faint and weary and struck down all who lagged behind you, he did not fear God. Therefore, when the Lord your God has given you rest from all your enemies on every hand in the land that the Lord your God has given you 
as an inheritance to possess. You shall blot out the remembrance of Amalek from under heaven. Do not forget. Thanks be to God. I guess they forgot because we're talking about Amalek now. So they forgot to blot him out. <laughs> that was a wild chapter. It uh, was to be so short. That was um, doesn't. I mean, this was the best the Lord could come up with at the time, I guess. Like off the cuff, just be like, hey, um, I think it's important for you guys to know. But again, did the Lord, the Lord didn't write this, right? It's like, saying it, it, I think the official line of the church is the Lord inspired men's hearts to write this several years after Jesus was killed. Several. Once again, this is way before Jesus. This is thousands of years before Jesus. Okay, so I think we need this to do a check Jewish on time. when the um the Old Testament was written versus it's a lot of different times though. Like it was mostly an oral tradition for years. It eventually got right written down, but just on the timeline of events, like if we're using the Bible as an official as a canon, the Exodus because they're they're still referencing the Exodus story, which is I maintain more than likely a myth. But even if it were real, the myth would be this would be approximately maybe two to three thousand years before the birth of Jesus Christ. Okay. Um. I mean, if you've heard me say it before, I'm saying it again on the podcast. Um, I know I joke a lot about how you know the writers' room and things like that but you know i just feel like we're kind of getting to a place with this um with the bible that is frankly it's all over the place there's no cohesion and okay fine if we're gonna go with the bible which you know i believe cat says we shouldn't go with it all um and i'm partially there um halfway there i will say that can we at least get a updated version but matches this is the updated no, 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 version. No, no, no. Can we get this? Is the newer Rise Standard version that yeah. was perf, was put together by scholars who went and did their research and through all the different versions of the Bible, and this is the way that they translated it to us to best understand. Took the word "ass" out. <laughs> but I'm saying, can we donkey. can can we get a version? So we're not saying "ass" in church. <laughs> can we get a version that actually? meets the standard of society that we are in right now currently okay okay um let's talk about this thing where like if a guy like brothers died he has to start fucking his uh sister i think that's weird i think um if he didn't have any sons yeah it's super weird i mean there was that guy that god killed for not doing that where he i mean he was fucking his sister-in-law after his brother died but he was pulling out yeah and god struck him dead for doing that that's wasteful um yeah um yeah i don't think this was a good law even back then like i don't think there was any time where that was a good idea Um, i don't really think again we uh, people who've been with us i don't think any law that results in somebody being put to death i don't i don't think that's a good law no and also to just think about the sister you know the hypothetical from a societal standpoint i don't think that's a good law well and this also from the standpoint of this hypothetical sister-in-law 
um, <laughs> who doesn't have a choice in the matter. She's just, I mean, in their eyes, like a woman would be like, hey, my brother-in-law is refusing to fuck me. I demand that you do something <laughs> about it and hit him with a sandal. It's like, all right, I guess. Like, and spit on life, him. And spit on him. Yeah, like that's super weird. Like there's no point where it's like, hey, uh, does she even want it? It never, there's no addendum if she wants to marry him. It's just, no, this is what happens. And we all know what happens if you yeah. say you don't like the Lord's law, he kills you. Yeah. Um, and then also the different types of weights. That's probably good. It sounds like he's saying don't cheat people. Like if you were, cause they used to probably weigh grain out on scales. And so if you used, like a measure like that says maybe it's five ounces that says it's five ounces, but it's really like, you know, three ounces or something okay, like that. This is again where I have an issue because first of all, that passage comes out of nowhere. We were just talking about bro- <laughs> it said brother- various commandments. Fair, fair, fair. But even you just had to do a little interpretation of that. Mm-hmm. So like that is where, again, I have an issue <laughs> because it's not very specific. Yeah, I mean, I'm just thinking like how an ancient person would think we don't have to do this now because we have like weights that you don't have to measure, you know, you don't have to have a counterweight or anything like that. Like the type of weights we're used to, that isn't necessary, but their technology back then, yeah, you would have to, or or you just be like kind of like people who have weighted dice and stuff like that. I think it's just a commandment not to do that kind of like, I mean, that's a good thing. Don't, don't be a scammer. Sure. Also, if one. you're the if your husband is getting his ass whooped in a fight, you can do anything <laughs> to the opponent. You just can't grab his dick. I thought that was unfair. <laughs> I feel like if somebody is attacking my man and he's losing, I don't know. What would you want your girl to do in that situation? Because if I was seeing my man get his ass kicked and as a woman, that's pretty much like I really can't beat a grown man's ass. Like, I, yeah, I would use the cheat code. And I is it okay? Like I can't grab him by the balls. Can I kick why, him in the balls? Why are we even in the vicinity of like you would have to do that though? I feel like you can grab any tool from around. Like I don't, I don't feel like it's just interesting to me I that they they specifically reference that. Yeah, but anything else is fair game. Yeah, I and the fact too that the penalty is cutting her hand off. And I, my other thing is too is it is it just because well you already know that's rooted in misogyny because yeah, even just. Like, touching Touch another you. man to defend yeah. me is still yeah. like oh when we, leave, when we leave this situation i'm now thinking like oh did you like his dick better than mine like this even that is just rooted in maybe this. he had a rage boner and it was just like ah it's just a silly it's, it's <laughs> silly it's silly it's so silly yeah it seems a little below below the lord's pay grade it's like really I, we have to have bigger societal problems than this even in ancient times. And also too, why are they fighting? Like, why is my man getting hemmed up right now? Is there not a better way to handle this right now? Um, yeah. Um, interesting, interesting, various commandment, the Lord. Um, yeah. And then uh, once again, and we're still referencing the um, Egyptian Exodus, which um, probably wasn't real. So if you don't have anything else, I'm going to go ahead and hit Deuteronomy 26. Go for it. First fruits and tithes. When you have come into the land that the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance to possess, and you possess it and settle in it, 
you shall take some of the first of all the fruit of the ground which you have harvested from the land that the Lord your God is giving you and you shall put it in a basket and go to the place that the Lord your God will choose as a dwelling for his name you shall go to the priest who is in office at that time and say to him <clears throat> Today, I declare to the Lord your God that I have come into the land that the Lord swore to our ancestors to give to us. When the priest takes the basket from your hand and sets it down before the altar of the Lord your God, you shall make this response before the Lord your God. A wandering Aramean, a wandering Aramean was my ancestor. He went down into Egypt and lived there as an alien, few in number, and he became a great nation, mighty and populous. When the Egyptians treated us harshly and afflicted us by imposing hard labor on us, we cried to the Lord, the God of our ancestors, and the Lord heard our voice and saw our affliction, our toil and oppression. The Lord brought us out of Egypt with a mighty hand and an outstretched arm with a terrifying display of power with signs and wonders and he brought us into this place and gave us this land a land flowing with milk and honey so now I give the first of the fruit of the ground that you O Lord have given me you shall set it down before the Lord your God and bow down before the Lord your God then you together with the Levites and the aliens who reside among you shall celebrate with the, all the bounty that the Lord your God has given to you and to your house. When you have finished paying all the tithe of your produce in the third year, which is the year of the tithe, giving it to the Levites, the aliens, the orphans, and the widows so that they may eat their fill within your towns. Then you shall say before the Lord your God, I have removed the sac sacred portion from the house and I have given it to the Levites, the resident aliens, the orphans, and the widows in accordance with your entire commandment that you commanded me. I have neither transgressed nor forgotten any of your commandments. I have not eaten of it while in mourning. I have not removed any of it while I was unclean and I have not offered any of it to the dead. I have obeyed the Lord my God doing just as you commanded me. Look down from your holy habitation, from heaven, and bless your people Israel and the ground that you have given us as you swore to our ancestors a land flowing with milk and honey. Concluding Exhortation This very day the Lord your God is commanding you to observe these statutes and ordinances, so observe them diligently with all your heart and with all your soul. Today you have obtained the Lord's agreement to be your God and for you to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his ordinances, and obey him. Today, the Lord has obtained your agreement to be his treasured people as he promised you and to keep his commandments for him to set you high above all nations that he has made in praise, in fame, in honor, and for you to be a people holy to the Lord your God as he promised. Alrighty. Yeah. Cult. I was doing a lot. I I feel like okay. it's time for your voice. I mean, honest, I don't have a lot for this. Um, for tithes, I feel like there's plenty to say about bringing tithes into the. I mean, I know, but I feel like previous episodes, I've kind of just felt like you shouldn't do that. <laughs> Um, also, I think from you reading it, I wasn't fully confident of the structure that they're putting together for this. So I might be a little confused, but please. Okay. So it sounds like he's telling me. him they're using the, basically 
the justification is you need to bring like a tithe, which is 10% of all of your stuff mm -hmm. to the Levites. And they're also going to give it to the orphans and the widows, like as charity as well. But this is you keeping the Lord's like covenant because he chose you as a people. And so to keep him in, you know, keep taking care of you because he's like, I've decided, you know, I'm gonna be your guy. It sounds very pimpish, actually. It's like I chose, you know, I got chose. So, you know, so you got to bring that money. That's how pimping works. Like, unless I'm getting paid, this shit is temporary. So you need to, you know, start bringing these ties in so that I know you're serious about me giving you my protection as God. So it's, I it's, basically, Egypt. it's basically spiritual extortion. I think that's what I've called it in the past. Like where it's like, Ooh, you got a real good thing going here. It'd be a shame if something happened to it. If you didn't bring, and the Levites are the ones running the game. Like that's Aaron and Moses people who are just like, Hey, you know, God gave us the, you know, keys because we didn't get an inheritance from the land because everybody's going to be bringing us 10% of their inheritance from the land. And also keep in mind too, doesn't really sound like God gave it to them. It sounds like they invaded a populace that had already set up a civilization and they raided it and took over it, which to me is different than somebody giving you something. Like, let's just say if you um, bought me a sweater and I was like, oh, gee, thank you, T. This is a great sweater. And I and I would be like, hey, T got me the sweater as opposed to um, I broke into somebody's house, took their sweater, and now this is my sweater. It's in, but you told me where the sweater was. So I'd be like, oh, T got, no, that's not you getting me a sweater. That's me committing a crime and getting a sweater. So um, I think conflating those two things, it helps to um, make this seem like it's more of a positive narrative than it really is because you can just say, well, yeah, we might have destroyed this people and murdered them and took their stuff, but it's because uh, God brought us out of Egypt. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't agree with that at all. And I feel like we've touched on that before. Yeah, um, I don't really love it, but they're like I said, you gotta God did that thing um that one time. <laughs> Getting them out of Egypt. And once again you can make the case too, it's like I don't what did God do? He was like he wore acts and wonders, like there was some frogs and locusts, and then he killed all the firstborn of Egypt, like so killing babies. We need to be, remember, God is not afraid to kill babies if he's not getting his way. I would be more comfortable with tithes, particularly in the black church, if, um, you know, it actually, I felt like it was going towards. Orphans and widows. Orphans and widows or the betterment of the black and brown community. I don't, and I don't think it does that. I think it goes a lot of the times to keeping the lights on in the church. You know, they build these, you know, vast. Yeah. Yeah. Mega churches and stuff like that. Um, even the church that I had gone to a few times over, over the last month or so. Um, it's not a big church, but, you know, they're not certainly the city's not coming out and keeping them, you know, maintained just on good faith and goodwill alone. Like they they have to pay those things. And one of the things I noticed while sitting in service is that the pastor definitely is like, you know, make sure. Uh, what did he say? He said something about don't, it's basically like, don't be the person who like you're coming to church, but you're not contributing, mm -hmm. you know? And, and, it's, and it sounded very, at least my interpretation of it is like, 
no, that absolutely sounds very like pimpy, like, you know, like, or like you said, Debbie. And, and I was, I guess I was comfortable from a, a particular angle of church where I was like, okay, I see how people are just using this kind of as their weekly motivational speech. Cause it really is just that again, most pastors are probably just summarizing the thing, the word. Um, I certainly have never heard this story. Um, or any of the last few stories that we read from Deuteronomy in any service, but whatever. About fucking your sister-in-law. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, um, I'm just, I don't know. I'm Again, I would become more comfortable with tithing if I felt like it, it went towards like, oh, hey, we're going to give you these financial literacy classes. Or, hey, we're going to invest in your business. Or, hey, we're going to um, help you buy a house. Or, hey, we're going to, you know, and like the money you've been contributing, kind of like insurance. Like, we're going to actually pull that just to help you yeah to help you and it's not like i don't think it's like that at all like i mean yeah have i been to churches or been around churches that have done some decent things of course i mean but nothing certainly to the scale of what i just named and if i'm wrong in any of that please somebody correct me um but and i i feel I've like all types it. of faiths do this like it's not strictly christianity like it, all of the um major world religions there is a charity aspect and I think that's one of the reasons why they um, maintain over time, because you do have to have something positive to point, point towards. But I would say because all the religions do it, it's not the like individual teach. It's not what being taught. It's just because as human beings, we do better when we all do better. So it's just I, I feel like as as that sort of co- that spirit of cooperation that can exist anywhere under any kind of belief system. And we all do better for it. But like Christianity wants to claim it for themselves, at least here. And a lot of other religions are like, yeah, we're only doing this because, you know, you know, Jesus is working on our hearts. But it's like, well, then why do Hindus do it, too? It's like, shut up. So... <laughs> I'm excited um, about the next few months because I plan to be reading a lot of um, books that are probably, I don't know, they might push me further, maybe towards, because uh, I was given a Christian book that's on, that's the next book on my list. So we'll see. It's actually written by the person who made The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, um, C.S. Lewis, I think is the name or something oh, like that. Oh, God. Yeah, he's a famous uh, Christian apologist. <laughs> so I'm excited to read that. I might review that here. But um. Yeah. Let's go ahead and jump into this next chapter. Let me know. I'll read it with you. Okay. All right. Um, I'll let you know what it is. Um, Deuteronomy 27. The inscribed stones and altar on Mount um, Ebal. Then Moses and the elders of Israel charged all the people as followers. Keep the entire commandment that I am commanding you today. On the day that you cross over the Jordan into the land that the Lord your God is giving you, you shall set up large stones and cover them with plaster. You shall write on them all the words on, of this law when you have crossed it to enter the land the Lord your God is giving you, a land flowing with milk and honey as the Lord the God of your ancestors promised you. So when you have crossed over the Jordan, you shall set up these stones about what I am commanding you today on Mount Ebal, and you shall cover them with plaster and you shall build an altar there to the Lord, your God, an altar of stones on which you have not used an iron tool. You must build the altar of the Lord, your God of unhewn stone of unhewn stones, then offer up burnt offerings on it to the Lord, your God. Make sacrifice of well-being and eat them there, rejoicing before the Lord your God. You shall write on the stone all the words of this law very clearly. Then Moses and the uh, 
Levitical, Levitical priests spoke to all Israel, saying, Keep silence and hear, O Israel. This very day have become the people of the Lord your God. Therefore, obey the Lord your God, observing his commandments and his statutes that I am commanding you today. Twelve curses. The the same day Moses charged the people as follows. When you um, when you have crossed over the Jordan, these shall stand on Mount uh, Gerizim for the blessing of these people. Simeon, Levi, Judah, Issachar, Joseph and Benjamin. And these shall stand on Mount Ebal for the curse. Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. Um, then the Levites shall declare in a loud voice to all the Israelites. Cursed, to, cursed be anyone who makes an idol or casts an image, anything abhorrent to the Lord, the work of an artisan, and sets it up in secret. All the people shall respond, say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who dishonors father or mother. All the people who shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who moves a neighbor's boundary marker. All the people who shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who misleads a blind person on the road. All the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who deprives the alien, the orphan, and the widow of justice. All the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his father's wife because he has violated his father's rights. All the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with any animal. All the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his sister, whether the daughter of his father or the daughter of his mother. All the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who lies with his mother and uh, law. All the people shall say, Amen. Cursed be anyone who strikes down a neighbor in secret all the people shall say amen curse be anyone takes a bribe to shed innocent blood all the people shall say amen curse be anyone who does not uphold the words of this law by observing them all the people shall say amen 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 so basically in that um from what well, I get, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna step in okay all right go ahead. <laughs> um so once again there's it always it's it's strange to me how many laws there are around the altar descriptions like the lord is very particular about that it's like i want unhewn stones like don't don't change them it's all about the aesthetic it's like well i'm not gonna shop at walmart when i have target target looks better even though the product is similar but what he's talking about is he wants something really rough it sounds like they're getting out of work because like when you make the stone smooth, it's actually easier to build something because then you can actually like make stuff fit. But he's saying unhewn, so he wants it to look very rustic, I guess. This is like God's mm-hmm. rustic phase, maybe shabby chic. I don't know. So, um, and then you have to make these sacrifices of well-being because the Lord loves a barbecue, which same. And um, he wants everybody to write these things down he wants all the lo- now usually people when they think of this they think of the ten commandments but he's saying like he wants all the law or the commandments the entire commandment that i'm commanding you today so it sounds like he's talking about the 12 curses that he's doing right now yeah, yeah. and no one really brings this up very much i've never I heard about the, the 10 12 commandments. curses i I, do, I really don't have any remembrance of that either so this is very Listen, this actually seems like it's more damning well i like the one about it made me laugh just because I'm like, were people doing this where they said misleading a blind person on the road Were the Israelites fucking with the blind a lot? Like that's kind of messed up. <laughs> like to the point where they had to make a rule about it. It's like, y'all stop doing that. <laughs> and then um, I do like the one about uh, don't, you know, curse be the people who lie with animals. That's not cool. 
um, I guess you shouldn't lay with your father's wife. But then again, that does sort of nod to the fact that, you know, we're obviously practicing polygamy because they're not saying don't have sex with your mother. They're saying don't have sex with your father's it's wife because that's disgusting. Could be a but lot of either different way. people. Yeah. But, I, but remember that did happen with, um, which one of, was it Levi? Who was a Reuben? I think it was that was sleeping with one of, um, Israel or Jacob's wives. One of his, uh, one of the slave wasn't, I, I can't remember Bilha. I think he yeah, was sleeping with. I remember vaguely something about that. And, um, but also too, he said, cursed is anyone who sleeps with his sister. So it's like, is Abraham cursed? I think he should be. You know, because he was wait, yelling his okay, sister I'm, quite a bit. I forget. See, he's been so many people. Is he the one who, when they were traveling, he would say, this? that's my sister, but it would really be his wife or something like that? But it was both. Or it was both. Yeah. Fucking crazy disgusting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was that was him. Because, um, yeah, I think it's the way it worked must out. Be it was super his, hot. She must have been, for, at least Just for those like, times. <laughs> And the Wolf of Wall Street, times, when he was like, like he fucking, I heard you, you married your cousin? He was like, I mean, it's not like that. I mean, she's my second cousin. He, you know, my cousin's fucking hot. Is she going to, if anybody's going to marry my cousin, I'm going to marry my cousin. It's a great scene. Great fucking very, scene. Very Rudy <laughs> great Giuliani. fucking scene. But I Wait, feel who like Giuliani? Rudy Giuliani, he married his cousin. Really? Yeah, I think they're divorced now. But like, yeah, at some point he was married to his cousin. What and, the fuck? Um, yeah, it's all pretty gross. Um, I kind of, yeah, this is, once again, I'm not convinced that this was the work of a god or inspired by a god. This just sounds like some dude stuff. And next week, there's blessings for the obedient. So that's, oh, warnings against disobedience. I bet it'll be very violent. Oh, it's long, too, real long. Gotta get ready for that. Uh, the covenant renewed. Because, you know, you got to renew your vows every once in a while. And God's fidelity uh, assured. And then extortation to choose life. I'm sure that's where the uh, anti-choice people got that um, verbiage. So just some really fun stuff. A lot of stuff to think about. Um, Once again, I like bringing it up because if you G for this, I mean, you need to just G for it. If the Bible is your jam, like, I I think I like what you brought up last time, that quote from the subtle art of not giving a fuck about Mm -hmm. how people's belief systems, they just automatically and reflexively defend it without actually thinking about why do I, you know, stand for this so hard. So just in your mind, just ask yourself, why am I standing so hard for this instruction manual on how to, um, you know, kill people who don't sleep with their sister-in-laws after their brothers die? All right. And on that note, hit us up at Bible Breakdown Podcast at gmail.com.